As we make the sojourn in our Eastern Cape adventure, we chanced upon a very interesting person called Mark Anderson. Mark was born and raised on a small farm on the outskirts of the Hogsback village, and his transport initially was a horse or a bicycle, and that was when he was fit and young and 16 years old. And he has always adventured in this region with different modes of transport. These days, it's either an adventure bike or an off-road 4x4 SUV, and he is known for taking us through those hidden gems to explore with him and see through his eyes what has been the landscape of his youth. We're very happy to welcome today Mark Anderson, who is not just an innkeeper at the Hogsback Inn and the owner of this amazing and, and iconic property, but also the chairperson of Ectua. Mark, what a pleasure to have you with us today. Hi, Janet. Yes, thanks very much for that introduction. And I <laughs> hope I can get you as excited about the Amatolas as I have been my whole life. It's a really well, amazing place, but uh, yeah, let's chat about it. Well, it's wonderful, and we love to see it through your eyes because this has been the playground of your youth and continues to be your playground. So take us on this exciting journey through the Amatolas, Mark. Janet, um, yeah, probably entering my second uh, childhood now, I think at my age and stage. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the I... club. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to just put two of... I think the most iconic aspects of the Amatolas is I'm going to start with the biodiversity because, you know, Southern Africa has several biomes, but seven of them meet in the Amatola district. From uh, the Corrode area, the savannah, up through the Afro-Montane forest with its yellowwoods and its mist and its drizzle and its iconic Cape Parrot and Samanga monkeys to the, 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 the rolling grasslands that we have, and into the Afro-Alpine mountain peaks, where it's bitterly cold, over 6,000 foot high. So the, the, bio, the biodiversity is then also mirrored in the people of the area, because if you sit and think about it, Alpetratif, who, Postratif is a little village where, where Petratif farmed for a while, as a fur trekker behind my farm. Uh, he settled over here with the 1820 settlers come in. I think they sort of displaced old Pitt, and he got in his wagon and <laughs> messed off from the area. But we've got the German uh, settlers. So we've got towns like Hamburg and Berlin and very German names. Then uh, we've got the Irish lasses that were brought in to marry the, the, the bachelor settlers that were here. And then, of course, the southernwood moving in Guni peoples, the Corsa. Um, where the the Khabi uh, crossed the Kar River and settled in our area, and it's it's uh, the current uh, King Sandili is just down the road from us, and and plumb in the center of of the Amatolas. Then we've got the Mfengu who came around, and then plus the Koi and the sand. So I don't. What an know. amazing cosmopolitan mix of people, Mark. No wonder it is such an amazing area. All of those bloodlines and heritage coming together. Absolutely. So as diverse as we are from a biological point of view, our culture and our history and our heritage is equally diverse. Uh, obviously, you know, there were the frontier wars starting in the late 1700s and ending in about 1880. They talk much about the battlefields, the Zulu um, battlefields in Natal. 
they were like a weekend skirmish for us. Our frontier wars went on for <laughs> 98 years. <laughs> yeah, really, I, I mean, Shaka Zulu and the, the, the what's been made out of it, but the, they're leaving the really big story of South Africa and the melting pot, the various peoples coming together, is really a very, very untold story. And I have great excitement taking people and exploring the forts and the the battle areas and the mission stations and oh, no, there's, mm-hmm. there's just so much to see. So much amazing product that could be attractive to somebody coming to the area and wanting to explore. And I think that there's so many resources, natural and heritage. So, Mark, yeah. we want to get a bird's eye view. So maybe you can just tell us, in terms of ecotourism, what is there? And then we can go to the other offerings like sport and history, arts and culture, etc., so that we get really get a bird's eye view. And then as we continue the conversation with yourself and other products, we can drill down on the details. Yeah, it is so broad. You can pick any number of the, or any letter of the alphabet, and I'll give you something starting with that letter. But from abseiling to zip lining, there's something to do somewhere in the Amatodas. From the environmental point of view, obviously that biodiversity that I mentioned, we are reputed to have more waterfalls per square kilometer than anywhere else in the Southern Hemisphere. So the the highest waterfall I can think of is falls from about 6,000 feet, uh, and mm-hmm. that's the one that's actually on my farm. Obviously not to sea level, it falls down to maybe four or 5,000 feet. But the, the, like the village of Hogsback, there, there's, there's countless waterfalls around the place. The Afro-Mantan forests, I mean, if you want to hug a tree, there's millions of them to do. Yellowwoods, ancient trees, the Eastern Monarch, one of the biggest yellowwoods in the country. It's, on a, it's, it's like a hop and a skip from the village to go uh, and visit. The Mark, mountain I'm peaks. curious, what Sorry? is an Afro-Mantan forest? It's the first time I've heard this. <laughs> okay, so... The biomes are classified into various things like uh, savannas, grasslands, uh, you know, the South Help, the Sweet Fels, and what have you. But an Afromontane forest is basically where your yellowwood trees grow. It's a mist belt area, very high rainfall. So our rainfall is about 1.4 meters a year, and that's sort of most years. So you get you get uh, all these yellowwoods and iconic indigenous trees growing there. Lots of ferns, mm-hmm. lots of moss, uh, lots of old man's beard uh, that grows off the trees, and this incredible smell of humus, of let's call it composting organic matter through it. So mm-hmm. it has its own feel and touch and sense and everything to go through. And incredibly calming on the body. I mean, if you're really stressed, just go and sit on a little mossy outcrop of rock in an Afro-Montane forest, listen to the waterfalls, hear the birds and the bees, (laughs) and life's all good again. So, Mark, you were saying that, you know, that concept of air breathing, where you can actually go and just re revive and, and refresh through the mountains and the beautiful moss and the environment that is created is quite possible. And I was saying we don't need to go to Bali. We can just come to the Eastern Cape. Absolutely. It depends what kind of floats your boat, whether it's immersing yourself inside of a forest or whether it's sitting on a mountain peak or on a ridge overlooking the valleys. You'll find something over here. That's a huge service offering when it comes to everything that's 
relating to the environment. Tell us about the heritage side, Mark. Well, as I alluded to earlier on, we're the melting pot of of uh, many peoples and many bloodlines. So whether you want to see a hundred and plenty old Monrovian mission station, this is one in mm-hmm. our still running and in pristine condition. Uh, whether you want to see um, Makoma, the iconic also chief who gave the British a hard time during the frontier wars, I can take you to his craft. I can take you to his great place. We can show you where he, where he uh, retreated when he got. He actually lost a battle against a, a fellow course of person in Glumby, at a place mm-hmm. called Tabakantota, where he went to go and hide in the forest, and where he later made a crawl. And you can you can immerse yourself in that that history and their heritage from that side. Of course, we have. I think really in the, our rural areas, you can go. Go through them, meet my friends, meet the people, and understand uh, their take. And it's, I, I, I'm so jealous sometimes, and I think oh, I could live in this beautiful valley, have a few cows, in a crawl, uh, as part of a community, and you understand the culture. It's, it's fascinating. I'm looking, I'm looking at how much time would I spend with Mark Anderson, and it sounds like I need to be there for a week in order to get a full sense of what is in the area, because there's such a huge service offering. If you can put up with me for a week, I'm happy to be there for a week. So now Uh, my own special favorite. I I didn't hear Mark, sorry. You know, so last night, someone got a bit lost and popped into a hotel on their way back to Durban. And we got chatting. I said, what the last thing you do, you come in here in the evening, and then you go the next morning and you tick the box and say, I've been to Hogsback. You, I said, mm-hmm. you just don't do that. Anyway, they've heard me out, so they stayed another night. So they're spending one day oh, here. Wow. But I, I know Amazing. what that day is going to do. It's going to make them come back for the week. Absolutely. I, it's not It's yeah. not enough time, nearly. So we spoke yeah. ecotourism. We spoke about sport and adventure and the heritage. What kind of arts and crafts can I hope to experience? You know, I'm... I'm a great collector, and that's that's my uh, that's my great passion. So, Janet, over the years, we've had many people. I'm going to say creative people, not just artists, mm-hmm. artists, authors, poets. Several books have been written. A, a film was actually made. There was a guy living here who's passed away now, John Burmester. Uh, if you, you you have a look at John Burmester, it's J O N, not J O H N. Uh, mm-hmm. He wrote books here at Hogsback. We've had people write poetry books at Hogsback. We have uh, Eddie Kohler, the late Eddie Kohler, lived here and painted hundreds and hundreds of oil colors. We've had, we have, we do have still currently lots of watercolor um, art courses. We have pottery, Star Wars pottery. It's such a con- sort of such a environment that's conducive to creativity that we find people wanting to do uh, creative things. They, they find their home here. So obviously they've got their, their things to showcase, whether it's a tea set, uh, whether it's an oil painting, a watercolor painting. Um, the, 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 the Corsa do these little pigs, uh, the clay pigs. I love those little pigs and those yeah. little donkeys that they sell to you as yeah. you come up. It's just, uh, yeah, they they are just so special. The black and white striped zebras, 
beautiful, beautiful pieces. So then, Mark, I um, do you often have people coming to to have a wedding in the area? It's so special, you know. It's so unusual. <laughs> uh, music festivals. It's a perfect place for another kind of uh, splashy fin or Woodstock. Yeah. Well, let's just start with the weddings. I've got to laugh, sorry, because we've just hosted two weddings in the last five days. <laughs> Saturday oh my goodness. And, and last night. And in fact, while I'm sitting chatting to you, they, the guests are busy departing. So it is. Uh, events like weddings, like conferences, uh, we have a uh, jazz festival, music in the snow at the end of July. We run a blues festival. We have a winter woolies festival. So wow. yes, during the year, there's there's Lots many happening. events to come to. Lots happening. So there's a reason for people to continue to come back. So there you have it, a bird's eye view or a Mark Anderson eye view, a local who's lived and worked in the area and played in the area for the longest time taking you through the Amatola district and giving you a foretaste of what one can expect on a visit there. Mark, I think you've certainly piqued our interest. And we, you know, we used to think that, okay, let's just go to Hogsback for the weekend. But I think you've given us a completely different picture of what to do and where to go because you can spend time and you can really engage with everything from ecotourism sport and adventure, history, heritage and culture, of course, arts and crafts, and then host your event in the area. What a pleasure. Is there any last words you'd like to share with our listeners, Mark, on this fascinating journey that we've now embarked on with you? I think you've captivated us. So before you let us go, please give us some last words on the Amatola district. If you haven't been here before, you don't, and you don't know what I'm talking about, just book in and don't make this mistake of booking in for one day. Come for a couple of days and we'll keep you entertained in whatever interests you because we have such a diversity of product offering. That sounds just amazing. And we are so looking forward to our own visit there where we can actually come back with more resources to share with our listeners and excite them about this region. Thank you so much for joining us, Mark, on Jet Setting with Janet, and we look forward to Jet Setting with you in the Amatola region. As we made our adventure journey through the Eastern Cape, we were very pleased to meet Janice Adlam. She is the Operations and Activity Director at Hogsback and what we would call a perpetual tourist. What is a perpetual tourist, you will ask me. It's those people who come on holiday and they get to fall in love with the place to such an extent that they end up staying. And we know that certainly in the Western Cape, we have many perpetual tourists. So I was intrigued to find one as far away as the Eastern Cape. Janice, by her own admission, is an adventure junkie, loves the outdoors and has a special love of horses, while spending a month on horseback, traveling from the Kai mouth to Mtentu and back, camping under the stars every night. What an adventurous lady is Janice. Janice, it is such a pleasure to have you with us on Jet Setting with Janet. And really, it's these kinds of adventures that we seek out and highlight on the show. So very pleased to have you with us. 
Thanks, Janet. I'm very pleased to be here. <laughs> and I see that you're also a qualified rope access guide and an adventure guide. You must be very fit and very brave. Please tell us about the journey that brought you to the Eastern Cape and to make you fall in love with Hogsback. Um, yeah, I've been living in Hogsback now for 12 years. I moved here from Port Elizabeth to Bertha. And yeah, it's been an amazing journey. Um, I decided to buy Hogsback Adventures three years ago in 2001. Shortly I saw that. And, and when I said you're brave, I also said you're brave because, you know, we were in the middle of COVID and you made yes. this acquisition. So definitely somebody who likes to hang by <laughs> steep mountains. Yeah, I'm definitely a bit of a risk taker, that's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I got my rope access guide to take people abseiling um, down the Madonna and Child waterfall, mainly here in Hogsback. Um, so it's, it's a 35-meter abseil down the front of a waterfall. And we have everyone from absolute beginners to experienced people, and people just love it. It's a great way to overcome fears and have a bit of fun. Well, what I always say is the anti-aging stuff doesn't just come out of bottles. I think when you cross a paradigm and you take a new risk, it's incredibly empowering because it's a can-do. I've achieved that. You've crossed a Rubicon. You've achieved something, and that's quite empowering, right? Yes, thanks. Yes, I, I was never into rock climbing or anything like that before, but um, something about buying Hogsback Adventures just really spoke me and uh, I just decided well I'm sure I can do it and I did <laughs> amazing so so much for the treatise that says she believed she could and she did and it's that so powerful on its own so well done on all of that I think for us as women we do hold a flag up to you for what you've achieved and working in this kind of space is is really so fascinating and and empowering, as I've said before. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what your adventure company offers and what a typical day is like for you. Okay. Um, well, we offer um, archery um, from our shop. Mm -hmm. We have a lovely little archery range under the trees. And we teach beginners how to shoot bows and arrows. And then um, we offer combo tours as well where you can cycle. We, we do mountain bike rental. So you can cycle down to the waterfall, do an abseil and hike four and a half kilometers back through the forest, which is quite a popular um, tour that a lot of people like to do. Um, we also do um, horse riding, obviously, and there's many options um, to choose from with horse riding, from an hour and a half ride for, for beginners um, to overnights, four-day rides. Um, there's packages really for everybody and every experience level. Um, we also do corporate team building events. We've been doing quite a lot of that. Um, so we, we organize accommodation, food, meals, entertainment, everything for corporates. Um, and we just give them a fun-filled weekend full of activities um, to get them to know each other better. Wow, Janice. Well, certainly for the corporates, it's definitely a way to bring a team together. But how exciting us it must be yeah. to be able to put a program together for someone who's exploring in the area for the very first time. So if this was me wanting to come to you from the Western Cape, never having visited the Hogsback before, 
what would you suggest? I fly into East London, right? That's the easiest. Yes, um, East London or Port Elizabeth. Um, and then from East London, it's an hour and a half drive um, to Hogsbath. Uh, yeah, what would I suggest for you to do? I would first ask what you would be interested in. Everybody has different um, levels of adventure that they're comfortable with. Um, so I suggest for most people to do our combo tour. That way you get to see a little bit of everything in Hogsbath. And then um, we add archery onto that as well. So that's a, a really fun way to spend an hour um, and shoot, learn to come and shoot a few bows and arrows. Yeah, and then in Hogsback itself, there's lots of different places to do short walks to waterfalls. Um, the area is just beautiful. I mean, we, we spoiled here with so much forest and diversity. Um, it's just a great place to come and, and spend some time. You actually need a few days. A weekend is not long enough. <laughs> I believe so. I've been told by many that I've interviewed that a weekend is definitely not long enough. Now, when I lived and worked in the Eastern Cape, one of our favorite things to do was to walk and experience the waterfalls. We'll head out early in the morning and just walk until we were tired and then end up at some place where we could lunch and chill. And, uh, you know, we, we weren't doing any of the extreme sports that you um, are offering. But I would say for somebody who has a beginner fitness level, what would you recommend? Beginner fitness level. Um, we take some people on guided hikes, especially if you come in groups. Um, and there's very short walks under two kilometers um and our madonna and child walk is also um quite nice that's four and a half kilometers beginners can do that we just um go a little bit slower <laughs> um we yes. also put together picnic baskets for people so if people aren't really into the extreme activities um we'll put together a basket for them take them to the waterfall um yeah so we also offer offer things like that but it's very easy to take a mountain bike to one of the closer waterfalls here so an easy little hour cycle not too many hills involved but as long as you know how to ride a bicycle and then i always love the art and culture and seeing the local craft so what would you recommend there oh we have a lot of crafters on the mountain um Every Saturday morning at the Edge, uh, the, the Edge Mountain Retreat, they have a local crafters market that starts at 10 and ends at about 1. Um, it's called Under the Oaks, and that's where you'll find uh, all the crafters collaborating. And um, it's really nice and beautiful under the trees. There's a lot of variety. And where would you recommend that we stay? Wow, that's a, there's so many places. I mean, Hogsback has a variety of everything. So from guest houses, hotels, backpackers, um, it really depends on what your vibe is. Um, so um, basically something for every single budget and every single taste. So you can go from luxury to basic. Yeah, I think I'd get in trouble if I mentioned anyone specific. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a sense of the scope of uh, accommodation that's available. So there's sharing accommodation. There is, um, there is absolutely everything from camping um, right up to luxury suite. There really is something for everyone. There's even teepees. We have an eco backpackers, which is completely off oh, grid. Yeah. So um, we have a, a massive variety of places to stay.
So before we say goodbye to you, Janice, you know, you've made this migration. You've come as a visitor and then became what we call a perpetual tourist. I think I would be very interested to hear what is the thing that excites you about waking up in the Hogsback every single day? I th- that's a tough question. Um, I love being out of the city. The trees and the nature here is um, really what makes my day every day. And I work hard here. I mean, I, I run the adventure center and we have a restaurant called Red Clay Cafe. And I yeah, saw that. What, what kind of... <laughs> What kind of uh, menu does Red Clay Cafe have? We've got, uh, we're a lunchtime cafe, so we do a lot of breakfasts, um, lunches. We've got amazing smoothies, carrot cakes. We've got wraps, tramazzinis. He wants uh, to tell you all his favorites. (laughs) Yeah. He's trying to tell you, remind you of his favorites for sure. Exactly. Um, Yeah, but it's, it's it's a nice menu. And um, we're becoming quite popular. We're right on the main road, um. So I'm I'm very busy every day with running the restaurant um and Hogsback Adventures. But I couldn't think of a better place to to be busy in. Um, when I was living in the city, I felt a bit trapped, you know. And yeah, I just have this um incredible sense of freedom, and that's what I love about living here. Well, I think that pretty much encapsulates it. It's working hard in a space that you love that actually makes work feel like fun. So a great way to describe the Hogsback. And uh, what a pleasure to chat to you today, Janice. Wishing you all the best as you continue your Hogsback adventure. And thank you for taking us along on this brilliant, brilliant journey that you've experienced. Thank you.